Game Cola faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. This is podcast number 131, nowhere close to done. And I am your host and podcast commander, Joseph Martin, joined by... I'm Anna Bernarski. I write free and cola sometimes. I'm Dan Conlon. I wasn't late. Who said I was late? And I'm Alex the Jedi Jedrzak, your Jedditor-in-Chief for Jedcola.jed. <laughs> And it's a podcast. It's not just me this time. Isn't everyone really psyched about the fact that it's not just me a second time? I don't know. You did a pretty good job. Yeah, actually, yeah. It was. I uh, think we should all just leave. Okay. Just well, it's, now it's just me again. again. No, I can't. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> I think I don't know if you could hear my myself. I don't usually lose my voice over the course of the podcast, but that one I was like, I have to stop because I no, can't yeah. keep talking. Because when you're by yourself, you can't just like stop talking and let other people handle it for a while. Yeah. So we've got some video game news and discussion for you today because this is a video game news and discussion podcast, the Game Cola podcast. And guys. All right, look, I know we're all, we all know about Sonic, right? There was a Sonic movie, there was a character design, and it was dumb, and we can, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. I'm a fan art. But I can do you one better. I have a story that is a, a tale of the ages. Does anyone remember the video game City of Heroes? No. Yep. I have a vague recollection of this. Is this the online game? Yes, it was an online game. There's also Champions Online, okay, which is different, but also made by the same people, but also considered to be worse. <laughs> okay. Oh. So, very similar in structure to City of Heroes, but is a different video game. Okay. So, the story goes that the, it was an MMORPG, or at least an MMO. <laughs> I didn't actually play the video game. And it was by, hold on, I have notes on this. This is a, this is a story and I have notes so I tell it right. Did I not write down the developer name? Oh no, this is already started. I have it, no, I have it pulled up somewhere. NC Soft, or at least the people who own the rights to the game. And it was shut down in 2012 and no one was ever able to play it again. Or so they thought. Oh, okay. Because in secret, for seven years, a secret project was in development to keep the game alive. And it was just found out about, uh, like, a couple weeks ago. What? I saw that, and people were angry that no one told them. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll get to that. So, okay, so around when this happened, there was already another project being worked on... For the game uh, Tabula Rasa, which I have no idea what that's about, but it was also closed by NCSoft. Um, and they were trying to develop code a server for it, but it was shut down by a cease and desist order in 2011. So when 2012 rolled around and City of Heroes was shut off, and City of Heroes, I can tell you, it's an MMORPG where you can play it, you can like design a superhero, and you can pretend to be a superhero and do cool superhero things. So when that one was shut down, people were like, I remember this. We'd like to preserve the game, but we don't want to get with hit cease and desist order. So according to the people, and this part of the story comes from the people who who were involved in the development and also trying to defend themselves when it came out that this had been going on in secret for a while. According to them, 
they said that everyone just sort of agreed that a project would be started, but that they wouldn't talk about it. So they wouldn't have to worry about a cease and desist order. Several years pass <laughs> after this point. Um, and there's like a development team uh, happens. There's actually like over the course of this, like some other. So this team was called SCORE. They called themselves SCORE, which was the secret cabal of reverse engineers. There's also SEGS, which is a different group whose acronym stands for something else. Something else what? S-E, SEGS, something else game system. <laughs> they were trying to type SEGA and... SEGS. Super Entity Game Server. Hmm. I don't know. They were also trying to make a, a thing. So um, there, there's some other side projects, and those were public, but this like really developed like base one that's been going on for secret in a long time. Eventually, the way that you could get access to it was only if you were given like a private code by the developers and they were actively trying to keep people from talking about it. So like on Reddit, I think the main thing that was causing controversy is that like stuff on Reddit was getting deleted about it. And so time goes on and eventually one person who gets the code is like, okay, but I'm actually just going to tell everyone about it. Which is, uh, that's a very, uh, it's not how it was phrased exactly. I'm not trying to paint this person in any particular light. I'm just trying to explain what happened. This person tells people about it. People are upset because this whole thing has been going on. They've been supporting other projects in the meantime, not knowing that this really robust project already existed. And then there was a whole controversy. And now you can actually play this video game. <laughs> it's a real video game that you can play now. I know people who have played this video game <laughs> and they've told me about it. I'm not going to call them out right now because I think it's still technically illegal to do it. I miss but... these kinds of controversies. <laughs> so that's the basic story. There's other details that may come out as we talk about it. But isn't this kind of a wild thing? Yes. Yeah, sure. Sorry, I'm just having flashbacks to like uh, Ragnarok Online and all of the private servers that people had. And... Uh... <laughs> That kind of thing. I guess I'm used to weird emulation efforts. I remember somebody trying to make like a copy of Final Fantasy XI or something like that. But this is a, a legitimate thing. This is actually made by the developers, which is uh, a, a different thing. No, entirely. no, it's not made by the developers. I guess I, I think I got confused at the beginning. I think I was reading something while you were. <laughs> I was trying to look no. at the. I was trying to look up who the developers were while you were trying to figure out who the developers oh. were, and I think I read something. <laughs> and that I mistook it for something that you said. No, no, no. This is this is me. No, the thing that's interesting to me is not necessarily that there's this grassroots thing trying to make a game server, right? Like that is something that has happened. It's part of like this ongoing discussion about games preservation. Yeah. Um, yeah. In in the online world, right? Yeah. yeah. In situations where you can't just have the video game and it's therefore preserved, right? Like, how do you preserve something that's based on like an online client? Yeah. But like the this was like a secret conspiracy theory in the community that turned out to be true. Oh, okay. Right? Like yes. there were lots of people in all the reports and like Reddit stuff that I read who were like vindicated because yeah, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. like, I've been telling you yeah. for years that this thing existed and no one believed me. <laughs> it's a UFO abduction story that actually uh had aliens in it. Um, for what I hear the game is actually pretty good. <laughs> 
one of, one of the people associated with it and also kind of taking the brunt of the press, positive and negative, um, is a guy named, uh, I think, Leandro Pardini. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but uh, he he's the one that's made a lot of the public statements on behalf of the SCORE team. But there's like discords that you can go on. I tried to go in there and figure out what was going on. I can, it's very technical. The development one, <laughs> which is what I was given, uh, is very technical and I don't know what it's talking about. <laughs> um, yeah. But there's two versions of the game that they're working on. One is like this souped up version that was made by the original engineering team that's like I called I-25. And there's I-24, which is supposed to be like the literal recreation without any bells and whistles. And also the 25 version is pro- probably is like taking something, taking some liberties to make it playable more easily at the sacrifice of being an exact copy yeah so yeah i mean it's definitely an interesting because th- like you know the the core drama is that there are a bunch of people who are like what the heck there's just this exclusive club of people who've been able to play this game that i've been you know people who are already involved in the community or ha- have been actively wanting to pl- play this game for a long time and then learn that there have been just this small group of people who get to do it whenever they want. <laughs> They're upset. And, the other, and that group of people is saying, we didn't want to tell anyone about it because we might get a cease and desist if it became super widespread. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I struggle with the entitlement of gamers sometimes. Like, I get it. You wanted to play the game. But sorry. Like, I don't know <laughs> how to, like, handle... Why didn't I get to play, you know? Yeah, it's just like, like, I can sort of see, like, at the very beginning, obviously, yeah, of course, like, it has to be secret because of this whole situation. I think the the general perception was that, like, the the way that you got in wasn't because you were necessary. At this point, oh, I see. people were being let in not because they were associated, just because they knew the people that were working on it. And just because they didn't know the right Reddit people, they didn't get to play. It's yeah. not... Which, I mean, again, like, it's a weird situation, and I think it's one of those things that probably, st- like, the secret part of it probably started out noble, and then also maybe sort of became this kind of, like, exclusive yeah, club. Yeah, you'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll hear stuff about an NDA if you look up the, like, news of this online. Okay. Uh, as far as I can tell, the ND- by NDA, they're just saying that they asked people not to talk about it and said that they will be kicked out if they talk about it. And that was the NDA. Like, there's no actual legal document. They just said don't talk about it, but they keep calling it. Like, people on both sides keep yeah. calling it an NDA. Okay. So if that if you come across that, I that's not how... That's not how it works. There's a legally binding oral agreement. I don't believe there's such a thing. I, but if it was typed online, does that count as an oral agreement or is that in writing? I think the idea is that NDA is just shorthand for they promised. No doc about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess part of it is like I'm not coming from a super relatable position on it because I didn't really play any. I don't. As far as I can remember, I didn't really play many online games that that like like I didn't play online games, and so like the idea of a game that I cannot play anymore because it just doesn't exist. Isn't really something that yeah. has affected me yeah. before, or at least the online games that I have played, I've gotten into recently enough that that hasn't been an issue. Shockingly, Ragnarok Online is still around. The original. Yeah, didn't we have? Didn't yeah. we have one podcast where we kind of just explored it for a yeah. while? Or am I thinking of Final like... Fantasy? Or is that the same thing? I know we've talked about both of them. 
We watched a live stream. Yeah, with that's four oh, players that, standing that, in a circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that was Final Fantasy XI, which apparently is also yeah. still around. Which there are times when I look and I see that I still have the CD for Final Fantasy XI, uh, and I consider it every once in a while. Ragnarok Online, however, has changed so much. Like they've they made an attempt. You know, like the the gold star that says an attempt was made or whatever. <laughs> um, they tried to modernize it and like kind of keep up with the times and what people wanted, but it's really just that they slapped on a bunch of stupid stuff, made it so that oh, when you get to level ninety nine, you can restart your character and then get to level ninety nine again, but it takes longer. Like they threw in all this garbage that just kind of there's no point in playing the game. It's not good. Oh, it's a very bad game. Yeah, it's interesting with because like I think. You're right, Jetty, that, like, projects like this have been sort of coming in and out. Like, I remember hearing a story about, like, a classic version of WoW sort of project like this that wasn't as much of a secret, but, like, was also trying facing, like, legal struggles. Yeah. And then um, there's also RuneScape, which I don't... Uh. I feel like that's official because people talk about it a lot. But there's, yeah. like, RuneScape Classic is, like, a big... <laughs> in terms of this sphere is a big thing. I hear about it, which is, like, pretty significant for something of this scope. It's actually funny is um, I looked up, like, two years ago or something, um, and they do have, quote, classic-style Ragnarok Online private servers that people run, but when they say classic-style, they mean, like, 2009, which I realize was ten years ago. But it's not... 2002 <laughs> <laughs> and there's a difference between what ragnarok was in 2002 and what it was in 2009 and it's basically the same from 2009 to now just with like some added character classes or whatever most of the changes were in the first five or so years but i guess it's comical to watch children say that they're playing old style ragnarok it's not a good game and it never was <laughs> <laughs> and on that note so speaking of old games and old systems and so on yes has anyone heard of the intellivision amico no jetty i definitely haven't heard of this thing you posted in the discord two <laughs> hours ago and said we should talk about on the podcast about so tell me more so i only heard about it because people on twitter are in an uproar about a game that's coming out for it to which i said <laughs> wait a good uproar or a bad uproar bad they don't like Oof. the guy who makes a game and he's making a game for it and whatever oh i see um but my takeaway from it was wait a second this exists <laughs> <laughs> i think that was most people's takeaway yeah like and but why did i not hear about this what six months ago it was like october when it apparently was announced originally and i heard zero news about it at the time i think it might have been because the only person who even talked about it was uh tommy tallarico the game composer oh, okay. the guy who runs video games live like he was the only one i've ever seen up until this very moment who was even <laughs> talking about it so to me this looks like oh what is the thing that i always go on about not on live the oh yeah the oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah yes the oh yeah um <laughs> No, I would say that it's like the Oya 2.0, but it's like the Oya like 6.8 because there's been so many 
stupid iterations of people being like, oh, we're going to make a micro console. Yeah, that's the thing, because like I was reading through the article and like the first half of the pitch is like, it's like the NES Classic or the PS1 Classic or the SNES Classic because you'll be able to play Maybe old don't... games. Maybe don't include the PS1 in there if you want some good publicity. <laughs> if you, I'm yeah. just saying that I think they focus on the NES and SNES Classic, yeah, yeah. but I well, wanted to include that because of the fact that this is showing that it's not a 100% shot. But then also they talk about how it's going to have cutting edge 2D graphics. Now They seriously said that? It No, it does. It does. It says 21st century 2D, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Hold on, I want to read the actual quote because it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, keep talking while I look for it, though. I guess I don't know what they're expecting. Like, part of me wants to be like, yes, this sounds exciting. But that's what I said about the Oya when that happened. And we saw, how, like, when was the last time we heard about the Oya? Ten years ago, again? <laughs> Ten um, years ago and then intermittently on this podcast. <laughs> whenever I'm like, whatever happened to that? Oh, yeah, it uh, died a horrible death. And then, what was it? Didn't... Google, like, a month ago, come out with some stupid, you can play video games on your computer. Oh, I don't know if we ever talked about, did yeah, we talk about this? Called it something makes it sound like a yogurt. Are you talking about the, the streaming thing? Yeah, they're yeah. weird streaming. Did we talk about this? If we didn't, it Google, uh, based, I don't remember the name of it, but, like, it uh, announced this thing where you can stream, like, the idea is they put a game, a really performance demanding game on their computers and they live stream the video of it to you and so you can play really hardware intense games on your computer and you just have to stream the video to it and everyone's like yeah this is cool and all but there's a lot of infrastructure problems that you have to overcome that i feel like we're not talking about and that you're kind of ignoring (laughs) because this has been tried before i'm cautiously optimistic because uh jade raymond is involved and i've always liked her like i know she doesn't she wouldn't uh, sign on to a project that doesn't have any promise so uh, the only optimism I have is because of her really I feel like it'll work in like Korea where they actually have like it's a small enough country that they can build decent uh, internet infrastructure but then on top of that is the concept that if you like even at its peak of performance there's always going to be a hint of lag in the concept that you press a button, it goes over the internet, generates, and comes back. Mm-hmm. And the games that a computer would not be able to play due to, like, performance requirements are generally games that are, like, first-person shooters and stuff, in which case that's not really going to work very well. If you have, like, a tenth of a second lag, you're always going to be frustrated about, oh, but I pushed the button, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I would add to that is just that if any, like the idea, I think that people are, I don't know if Google really said this or just people talking about it have said it, but Google has enough data centers, at least around the U.S., that, you know, there might be one close enough that this is mitigated as much as possible. Like in terms of like if anyone is going to pull this off, Google is a good candidate because you need like crazy infrastructure, mostly just having servers like all over everywhere so that's the shortest connection time to get to that high performance computer and then of course that opens up a whole other thing about like how do you preserve games that no one ever actually owns and just gets a video feed of yeah but um i wanted to come back real quick to where we started this yes and read the quote for yes, this please. console uh this is from uh, engadget.com uh their article on it 
where they, this is the sentence. The games will be produced with what in television calls, begin quote, state-of-the-art 21st century 2D image processing wow. and graphics capability, end quote, and oh. then Engadget goes on to say, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, new, that's the new blast processing. Yeah. yeah. Blast processing. Guys, it has graphics capability. Wow. Dang. It is capable of graphic. Wow. That's when you look at the screen, there's going to so be glad. something there. Whoa. Cool. Man, I don't think I can handle it's that. It's not the iPod shuffle, guys. That is incapable of graphic. Jeez. This is <laughs> capable of graphic. Look out, Zork. <laughs> But yeah, so like they're they're also like tr- saying that including all the old in television classic in television games, which I don't even know if that's a thing. It may be, but uh, they're also going to have games developed for this system. And like Jetty, you've said that's basically what the Ouya tried to be, and it did not work. Yeah, because you know people aren't going to make a game for a console that's not selling, so you're not going to attract people who are going to make games that will attract people to buy the system. So then no one buys the system, and then no developers make games for the system, and then no developers make games for the system, so then no one buys mm-hmm. the system. And, so and if if it's like the Ouya, like what they're going to get is probably a bunch of mobile ports, and everyone who's oh, that's can afford actually... to get a console... Like, I don't want to... I want to be... I'll try to be understanding of people's financial situations, Yeah, but I feel like anyone who has enough money... To purchase a console, especially a console like the Intellivision, whatever they probably would be better spent spending their money on a smartphone that can also play pretty much any game that's on, that's going to be ported to this console. Yeah, or like if you can afford the hundred and fifty dollars for one of these, you can afford a used Switch. Mm-hmm. Oh, but actually, uh, I do have an exclusive. Mm. This is only here at GameCola.net. Ooh. Um, so everyone, uh, scroll up and you'll see the original article that I sent you, and you'll see the picture of uh, what the you know the concept yeah. art of what what this. If I like. may describe it, in case I can't figure out how to get this into the thumbnail image, or if you're listening on the app and so you don't have access oh, to that, so it looks like imagine the Wii uh, balance board. <laughs> And then imagine if in the center of the Wii balance board were two mid-2000s iPods with, like, the screen up top and the big circle button down below. Yeah. Which I'm guessing are Intellivision controllers, but it's all white. And I'm pretty sure the Intellivision was black because it was the 90s and oh, I feel no, like was... they didn't do bright white oh, this back was, then. This it was the early 80s. Yeah. Uh, and it oh, was wood. Was the early 80s. It was wood and like yeah. gold yeah, plating. Wood. Okay, yeah. I, I have one. It um, was not this. It was not this. And also, by the way, I believe w- what you were trying to explain is a foot massager with two <laughs> <laughs> first generation iPads on it. Oh man, now I have to figure out how to get that this picture. That is the first generation, you... holy crap. I forgot about those little clicky buttons on the sides. I was close. I was close. You were very close. I, I do appreciate the, the Wii footboard thing. Uh, because... The Wii balance board. Because I think it's it's that's definitely like the aesthetic they're going for with their thing. Because it's also got the light blue. Like this is, this is like, has Wii written all over it. 
Yeah. Like, this looks like all of the Wii knockoffs that existed back in the day, because they used the same, like, bright white with blue, with, like, light blue light-up accents. I actually tried like... a different one with a, uh, a foot bath, because it has the blue, but it does not quite That's come so across better. as clearly. He keeps saying that. The only thing I can think of when I see the design is, like, in the world of Wally. The Pixar movie, like yeah. that's probably what bedpans look like. <laughs> all right, yeah, I can't put all of these in the thumbnail. Yes, yes so you can. You're gonna and have you to go. Will. You're gonna have to go when I when this podcast goes up. I'll make sure to go uh, to the Game Cola Twitter and reply to it with these pictures. Because hey. this is amazing. Did you make these, Jetty? I did. It took me a whole three and a half minutes. Is this your exclusive? This is my exclusive. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I lied to you. Well, it is a te- it is technically an exclusive. I didn't say that it had anything to do with real. <laughs> I'm so happy. This is a good podcast. Also, now I just this now that I'm looking podcast. at them again, they look like faces. Yeah, they kind of do. But okay, I'm so blinking. so here's the deal. Um, the original Intellivision it had like a f- telephone keypad above a weird like. I mean, it's basically what you see, the, like, little rubby pad, like, for a directional thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like a D-pad where there's, like, discrete directions. It was just, like, you can press anywhere on this circle, and it vaguely tries to attempt to determine the direction you wanted to go. And then there was numbers, like a telephone keypad. And they've replaced the telephone keypad part with a touch screen for some reason. Huh. Because no one knows how telephone keypads work anymore, Shetty. <laughs> this is a good point. <laughs> I'm only half joking. Yeah, no, I mean, when you say it that way, actually, it makes a bit more sense. But all the same. I mean, it's still like most any telephone, like even the touchscreen is shaped like the old telephone keypad. So but it's now, we'll kind see. of a moot point. Now I'm trying to figure out, because I, I had read before they were saying that they had the old style in television directional pad thing they said that it had four buttons on the controller and what i'm picturing in my mind is super nintendo controller uh, and what it is instead is the volume and power buttons on a phone yeah oh like on the side yeah they're weirdly on the side if you look at the original the the real picture not my rendition of yeah what I imagine. Now i can see what you mean but how are you supposed to play like that you can't use those buttons while you're playing a video game yeah like at most, because, like, if you're holding it with your hand, you know, you've got your thumb on the left, which can hit, I guess, two buttons, and then one on your fingers. Or like, maybe uh, right right thumb on that little circly rubby pad thing, and the you got your left thumb on the left side of the thing, and the, like, yeah. your right index, or your left index finger on the other side of it. How are you supposed so, to play this? You don't. I didn't say... I, I, you marvel. I'm, just, I'm spitballing. Yeah, no, and... Like, this is what I'm trying to figure out now that I've looked at it again. Like, I never thought about, you know, the ergonomics of it or whatever. Um, Neither did they. <laughs> yeah, apparently. I- I'm trying to also, think of it sideways or something. Go ahead, Joe. Who is this for? <laughs> That's a great question. Who wanted question. this? Who was like, you know what I really want? The Intellivision. A console for which I think every video game is probably, e- like... The most easily accessible online. And I'm trying to think if they made an Intellivision flashback. 
Do they even know? Do they even own the rights to their games still? Maybe this is like a producer style. It's good, like it has to flop so they can do like an insurance oh, stamp. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Tax, How get a tax write off? Have they been making games since then? Well, hold on. What is it, Mattel or something? Because it, it's not its own company. It was yeah, it was by Mattel, uh, the toy company. Yeah. So I don't know, but also like a lot of these games, they weren't exclusives like there was like ports of games that were on other systems and stuff so i have no idea has mattel been making games since then is has this been a secret underground project that they've been working on for the past 20 years and have now is now been leaked to the public by people who were supposed to be <sighs> keeping a verbal non-disclosure <laughs> agreement <laughs> i think it's more likely that they thought about having an intellivision classic and then they were like well but what if we made if we're going to go to the expense of making <laughs> if, a system, no wait no one will buy this we need to put other things on it yeah <laughs> and then for some reason nobody else in the room said that's a terrible idea i just want the foot massager with the two ipods to be real <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows sound is best absorbed through the feet <laughs> <laughs> that is very much not correct i don't know i've seen last airbender all right i think it's been long enough we need to address the hedgehog in the room oh yeah so How have we gone this far without talking about uh i mean i mentioned it at the beginning yeah to let people know that we would in fact be talking about it because i don't know if this discourse is going to be tired by the time this podcast comes out that happened once with the smash brothers thing where I put the pod, I think it was a Smash Brothers. It, oh, it was it was like Smash Brothers. Like, is it or isn't it a port? And then I, I posted it on YouTube, and the first comment was like, "Here's a time code to skip them talking about whether or not it's a port." I'm like, "Okay, I guess no one wanted to hear about that." Sorry, everyone. <laughs> so I guess if you don't want to listen to this, look at the YouTube comments for that guy. <laughs> Nice. Great. Um, awesome. I don't even remember who it was. Um, Fine. So there's the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yes. The real movie that yes. exists. I. It's just amazing to me. Is like, okay, the Super Mario Brothers movie. It was a product of its time. You know, at that time, that kind of thing was acceptable. And like... Mario Cannon wasn't like yeah, like it wasn't. Like, a I mean, thing. like I don't. When exactly did the Mario Brothers movie come out? What ninety one, something like that. Ninety one. Oh no. So like yeah. this is like around yeah, because Yoshi was in it. So Super Mario World had like just come out. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think if it was. Oh, it was ninety three. Wow. Okay. That was like so actually. Like, yeah. But Yoshi's there's a Yoshi surrogate in it. So like since then, but like the idea of like what Mario was wasn't really well defined, especially in the states. Yeah, right. Because there was this whole he and Luigi were from Brooklyn, and then ended up in the Mushroom Kingdom somehow. Yeah, which was at odds with the Japanese story, which is that Mario always lived on the place that he lives in. <laughs> um, but like, so it was during a period of time where like. Those, like, there wasn't really a solid narrative. Yeah, games were still an oddity at that time. I would also argue, though, that Sonic itself does not really have a consistent canon. <laughs> As the one game that tried to connect all the Sonic canons, Sonic Generations, accidentally, unintentionally, but very clearly showed 
that there's very little actual continuity between these video games. Oh, and they completely retconned that in Forces too. Anyway, yeah, they because they made a brand new canon. And They've I'm... made like Generation tried to tie it all together, but ignored the fact that like every like there was the two D Sonic games, which I think were supposed to be one canon, like up through Sonic CD. I don't know if that was the last one before. 2006 before the fateful year 2006 (laughs) and that was supposed to be the sonic the hedgehog reboot where they changed the story but even then there wasn't a consistent story because there was silver and blaze and i think silver pretty much just stayed in sonic 06 and then also the olympics olympic games silver was in those but blaze the cat like had two completely different backstories because there were also the ds games sonic rush where she just had a completely different backstory to the one that was in Sonic 06. And then after Sonic 06, they completely ab- abandoned all of that. Oh no, there was also right, no, sorry, I forgot. How could I forget Sonic Adventure? Those two games were their own canon. Sonic Heroes was also in the Adventure canon, I feel like, cuz they and Shadow the Hedgehog which didn't make any Shadow the Hedgehog itself contained 10 different canons. <laughs> Where does the um the cartoon show fall into this? What cartoon part? show? Oh, which one? Which, one? which Jetty? Jetty? Which one? <laughs> Kids. <laughs> <laughs> Those Jetty. Thomas even Thomas. that one. Even that one was a part of two separate but simultaneous ongoing canons in Sonic Television. We're the only. The only, the only consistent element in them was Julia White. <laughs> there's there's the Sonic the Hedgehog, sat, affectionately referred to as Sat AM, because it was on at Saturday mornings. So it's called Sat AM because I think the actual show is just called Sonic the Hedgehog. Then at the same time, there was a kid-friendlier version of the Sonic the Hedgehog television show called The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, which had the Sonic Says sections that it's so famous for. With, <laughs> where and that's it's like, no good! Yeah. Kids... Don't jump in washing machines. Every year, at least one child does this. That is something that Sonic actually says. Like, every oh year, someone thinks that this is a good idea, implying that this is such an important thing because one person gets this bad idea every year. Oh, after that, after that is Sonic Underground, where Sonic it has two siblings invented for him <laughs> called Sonia and Manic, who if you take the first syllable of the first one and the last syllable of the yes. last one is Sonic, which means that there's M- Monia? Who's Monia? I don't understand. Was that a and big reveal? I hope so. Then there's also their mother who's crying but can't meet their children and they play musical instruments and they have different voice actors when they sing and that's a completely different canon. <laughs> And then there's Sonic X, the anime, which um, is where Sonic, which is probably honestly the closest to what this uh, this Sonic the Hedgehog movie is, because it's Sonic comes into the real world, quote unquote, and meets Chris, the worst child on the planet. Worst kid. Chris is the most Mary Sue character. Like in like because oh, I know Mary Sue is often used as like a belittlement belittlement 
we we do a fan fiction podcast. We're familiar with how the term Mary Sue is used to belittle writers. But this is like real actual because he's best friends with Sonic. He's rich. His parents are busy, but make time for him. And he also has like two extra parents that are paid to be his parents (laughs) and his grandfather. And this kid still is never happy with anything. And then, so after that show, was Sonic Boom? Is that the next one? I think so. <laughs> Which was based off of the very bad video game that was also a separate canon. Oh, yeah. The show is really good, though. Sonic Boom is entertaining, yes. So there are no less than 10 different Sonic the Hedgehog canons, (laughs) many of which occurred simultaneously. So I can forgive this movie for not really being able to pin down what a Sonic the Hedgehog plot should be. That's not even mentioning the comics. I was just going to say. Don't even forget the Zelda timeline. I want the Sonic timeline. The novelizations. Which, no. by the way, now that I'm thinking about it, I feel no. like the the Saturday morning cartoon show, the novelizations, and the comic books are the most consistent canon. Because I feel like those, I've, I haven't actually read the comics myself, but I did, when it was current, read the novelizations. Which is where I was introduced to the concept that Sonic likes chili dogs. <laughs> There's actual novelizations. Yes. Like, go like, gotta go fast. And then, indeed, he went fast. <laughs> it, it talked about him, like, running around and getting rings and stuff. At the speed of um, sound. He does say Got gotta go... go. He's, he does say gotta go fast <laughs> in the trailer <sighs> for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which we haven't even really talked about. There's a trailer. We're trying to go get, watch We're it. just trying to tiptoe around it. He does say gotta go fast in the trailer, which like, means re- that of really all the Sonic like. things... Of all the Sonic things, the person who wrote that line is at least familiar with Sonic X. Because that's yep. where that comes from. Or at least yep. the memes. Yeah, I've never seen memes. Sonic X and I knew about the that line. It's in the theme song where he says, gotta go fast, gotta go fast, gotta go faster, 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 faster. Sonic X. That's yeah, the end. Freddie You're thinking of the end of, of the song. I'm talking about the <laughs> beginning of the song when oh. they say that part. So, I do want to say that I, I looked at this character design for a long time, and I finally figured out what it is that bothers me so much. And it's not the teeth, actually. A lot of people complain no. about the teeth. What bothers the me... Teeth, the teeth look... Uh, just to interject, the teeth look really bad in still shots, mm-hmm. but I didn't notice it, like, while it was playing. I didn't yeah. notice it. There's, the, the character design looks bad in different ways depending on the medium that you are consuming it in. The thing that bothers me the most is that his eyes are separate did it, did it take you that long to notice that was like the fundamental thing like about I, it. I couldn't figure out what was wrong and i mean like the eyes themselves look gross and i think i was just distracted by this gross disgusting human <laughs> eye on this creature and then it hit me that what's so wrong about it is the fact that he has two individual separate eyes and it's not it's not just that cuz like there are plenty of characters that have two individual separate eyes like it's not like that fundamentally looks bad the problem is is that the rest of sonic's face is designed around that fact yeah because the tops of his eyes in his base design are also his eyebrows right yeah. so if yeah. you get rid of that he doesn't have eyebrows <laughs> 
and people and characters look really weird if you take off their eyebrows. This is just like a basic fact of character design because that's how you convey emotion. Oh, very true and terrifying. It's an important part. You have to put the eyebrows on, and he has no eyebrows. So the only time he doesn't look really weird is when he's, like, narrowing his eyes because that's the only kind of eye definition that he gets. Otherwise, they're just always wide. Well, because that's the only time it gives him he has any personality in his face, really. Mm-hmm. But so, okay, here's the thing. I don't know if you saw Jetty, but they there was a tweet that came from the director of the movie which I have written down here because I took notes because I'm a professional. Uh, this is the tweet from Jeff Fowler, the director of the Sonic movie. Thank you for your support, period, and the criticism, period. The message is loud and clear, dot, dot, dot. You aren't happy with the design and you want changes, period. It's going to happen, period. Everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to making this character the best he can be. Hashtag Sonic movie. Hashtag gotta fix fast. <laughs> Hashtag gotta fix fast. How do how do people feel about this? So um, I commend him for listening. Like yeah. he's, he's like listening. He's engaging with the with the fans. I do also appreciate that since it's a 3D character, they can just go back and just replace all of the 3D art with a new model. Mm-hmm. And it's just about rendering it all again. Yeah, yeah. like There's they don't two... they don't have to reshoot anything. They just have to re-render with a new model. <laughs> Well, I mean, and that's putting it a lot more simply than it probably is. Cause I mean, yeah, but... Stuff like sight lines. And, like, one of the things that I've seen, and I don't know enough about animation to be able to say whether or not this is true, but people are saying that, like, the way Sonic has been animated is through motion capture. Yes. And so that's part of why his design has... Like, there's certain elements of his design that are based around that because it has to be able to be easily modeled with motion capture. Yeah. So, like, certain proportional things kind of uh... have to work out. But so there's two narratives that I can picture being behind this tweet. The first is, like, the director and the people behind the movie are, like, constantly saying, this design looks terrible. We need to be... It needs to be better for the original design. And the studios are like, no, 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 no. We know what we're talking about. This is what it needs to be. We're not giving you any more money. This is the cheapest way, but it also works. And then the backlash happens, and everyone is like, see, we have to do a better design. And the production company, the people who are made them do the weird design are like, fine, we relent. Clearly everybody hates this. The other narrative, actually, I'm going to do three because I want to do the one that I don't think is going to happen, but it's fun to talk about, is that this is a conspiracy. They've <laughs> yeah, always yeah. had a better model. Yep. Yep. And that was my first they thought. did the bad one so that <laughs> everyone would talk about it yep. and um... then improve it. Because people still probably wouldn't have liked the the real one in yeah. this conspiracy yeah. theory. But if it's better than the bad one, then there'll be less jokes about how bad it is. It'll Everyone will be like, oh, well, it's okay. It's definitely better than what they had before. Yep. So, which means that it's a very easy fix because they've already been prepared to do it. I don't know how you can budget that. Like, how you can put that in your budgeting, marketing, like, report, like, all right, guys, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to spend a lot of money on a bad model, and then we'll put in the good one. But we still have to make the whole bad model. It's kind of like that joke about like well, how the moon thinking. like how the moon landing is supposed to be faked, and there's that there's that one sketch where they're like, "So, uh, we still have to build the rocket." <laughs> and the main <laughs> expense of going to the moon is building the rocket. Yeah. So why don't we just build the rocket and go to the moon? <laughs> 
like it's kind of like that where if like if if the reason to not have a great model is because of costs the solution to that isn't to also spend money creating a bad model to use well i think the last one is like the most boring one where they're just gonna make a few minor tweaks to it which most movies do anyway yeah even even after like trailer release footage comes out and so like they're just gonna they're just it's just like a a goodwill gesture of saying they're going to do it more explicitly, even though they were probably already going to be working on it anyway. It just comes um, out and it's the same model with eyeshadow. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Eyeshadow the hedgehog. Whoa. Now, my thought is that they made the entire movie with the good model, and then they took the trailer's worth of scenes and redid those with the bad model. But they still have to make the whole bad model. Yeah, but you can get like uh, an intern or your, uh, you know, the producer's son or something who's paid them an experience. Three <laughs> D design, yeah, right. Again, <laughs> I just feel like it's such a weird thing to pitch. Like someone had to come up with that idea and pitch it to exec for this to happen. Pitch it to executives and just like hope that no one leaks it. Yeah, we've already talked about how people aren't yeah uh, loose lips sink hedgehogs. Yeah. <sighs> There's also, like, there's a lot of focus on the design. There's also, like, a lot of other just elements of the movie that people don't like. Like, the fact that, I don't know, it seems like the plot isn't very good. <laughs> Jim no. Carrey seems to be phoning it in. Yeah, that's the thing. People are like, Jim Carrey is going to be carrying this movie. Yeah, Jim Carrey in this whoa, movie. Whoa, whoa. And, like, I will say, he is probably one of the best parts of the trailer. But also, like, I've seen other Jim Carrey things, and this is not, like, you know, yeah. the wor- this is not the work he's going to be remembered for. Yeah. Like, he's just a good actor. And can I also say that as much as I like Jim Carrey, I don't know about him in this role? It's weird. It's also, like, it's trying to be, like, a backstory. Seems to be the implication of, like, how Eggman met Sonic. Right. Because, like, there's also the shot, because at the very beginning, he only looks vaguely like Eggman, but then, like, the final shot of the trailer shows him, like, with the bigger mustache and the colors are, like, more accurate. Yeah. What I think would be interesting, this is a crack. Here's another conspiracy theory I have. Keep him coming, man. There's there's two Eggmans in this movie. There's (laughs) Earth Eggman. And then there's Sonic the Hedgehog world, Eggman. Because Sonic the Hedgehog is explicitly from some other world. Because he says that yeah. he's going to have to save our world. This is a like, good point. He tells the human guy that he's saving his world. The, the human guy's world. Which means that he's from a different one. So if there's two Eggmans. And there's... Eggman. I don't... Eggman. Thank you, Jetty. That would be something. This is also kind of the plot of Sonic X, though. Like, isn't it? Isn't it? By the way, if uh, I Am the Walrus is not in the soundtrack anywhere, I'll be mad. Can we discuss Gangster's Paradise? I'd rather not. (laughs) Who made this decision? Who selected this? They were like, you know what? Popular children's video game, Gangster's Paradise. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, is that movie trailers just i think it's just that's just what you do now you put in every movie trailer gangsta's paradise <laughs> no not yes i it's just it's got to be some pop song i got all excited because at first i thought it was uh, amish paradise paul said the same thing 
<laughs> we are cousins after all. <laughs> now all I'm thinking of is uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I knew I knew you'd like that, Anna. Oh, I appreciate it so much. Can we talk about birds yet? I'm ready to talk Anna, about birds. <laughs> what do you want to say about birds? <laughs> In defiance of my wishes. <laughs> well, I want to remind everyone that Hotful Boyfriend exists because Noted. I talk, I, I told a coworker about it today. Just unprompted? You were just like, hey, you know what? I think you need to know about this. No, I forget what we were talking about, but it ended in me talking about dating. Like, I played dating sims for a little while, for a solid little bit, and, um... An undisclosed period of time. <laughs> I feel like the time period was, like, a year and a half, <laughs> and, um... And then it, it ended with me talking about a uh, hotful boyfriend and how just crazy it is. <laughs> not, it's not the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life, but like, it just gets weird. And it didn't need to do that, but it did. And I don't know why. What was your, this person's reaction? You're asking me to think about something that happened like seven hours ago when my head is just not here. You brought it up! I, I did. Uh, so. <laughs> So, uh, she's kind of like, okay. I was like, just play it and date all the bird boys. I don't know if he's I actually going to date all the bird boys. I feel like it was part of, like, the dating sim renaissance, where dating sims sort of came out of this, like... Because I feel like before, the, the association of dating sims was, like, the, like, you know, anime, tropey, probably very problematic relationships. Yeah. What are the buttons you need to do to make women like you? Yes. And, like, that was the main association. And as it should be, because that's still, like, the same thing. It, it, okay, I shouldn't say that because I don't play them very much anymore. But, like, what buttons do I press to make this guy not hate me? I mean, it is part of the formula. Yeah. But, like, I think with Hide Full Boyfriend, like, the the idea is that the premise is ridiculous enough that it doesn't, like, it doesn't carry the same weight Mm-hmm. It is so ridiculous that like you can't ignore the fact that it's a game where like weird things are happening as opposed to like an actual simu like there's not a, like here's the thing. it's not an actual simulator because you cannot simulate the dating of birds because that's not a real thing. I'm very sh- Anna Anna in the interest of your safety I'm very sure. I don't know about that Joe. <laughs> Jetty, in the interest of your safety, I'm very sure, and this should not be challenged, or I will have to delete this podcast. And this has been a pretty good podcast so far, so I don't want to delete it. Uh, but I would, I would like to say that I was rereading my review of the game, and um, I just got very angry. I remembered I did a lot of angry tweeting when I finished the game because I was emotional, and. Um, I forgot there's an ending where you can just start a kick-ass biker gang with this other ladybird, and it's just the best ending. There are no other good endings. It is just that one. That makes me happy. I'm glad that's there. That makes me happy. Yeah. You have the option of either, like, taking a summer job and helping rekindle love between this kick-ass ladybird and uh, your boss, I think, or you just meet her and you just form a biker gang. And it's great. Honestly, that's the best ending. There's no death, no emotion. It's great. <laughs> the other endings have that. 
Man, I need to replay that game, and then next for next month's podcast, I can just go off about it. <laughs> Joe's not going to let me on the next podcast. <laughs> the Anna and only Anna podcast. <laughs> Maybe that should be the new the new thing. You can't come on the Game Cola podcast until you record an entire podcast by yourself, <laughs> so you can appreciate the work I do unthanked. <laughs> Hey, hey, Joe, do you want us to thank you for... No, the time has passed. It's too late. I'm already broken. Um, We have a fan question from Uh, Game Cola Superfan Macball. McBall. I'll I'll never know how to say that correctly. She's told me. Yep. It has been revealed to me, but I have forgotten, and I apologize. We're sorry, Macball. So, there's an imaginary future. The video game industry has fallen, and all video games, big and small, have been destroyed. But... A time capsule dating back to our present day is found containing some video games and consoles. This time capsule was buried by the Game Cola staff members. Which video games and consoles were put into it? So we uh, can each put in two games, and the consoles are just like... The idea is mostly the games, and we don't have to worry about the consoles. Like, the consoles that are needed to play the games will also be provided. And uh, also, important, our choice will affect the future of video gaming forever. My goodness. So, So I, if you can imagine would put in Crystalis. Oh. Along with your translation. <laughs> yes, uh, you would get the complete collection of uh, the original Crystalis. Crystalis, uh, oh, but then if I tried to put in Crystalis for Game Boy Color, wouldn't that be two games? Oh. Yeah, it has to be one game. I thought that they said here's, we I'm each get cheat, two though. games. I'm going to cheat, though. Here's, here's, Jenny, here. I will, let me, let me tell you my plan so that you can also know how to cheat the system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see. I, the good thing about Mega Man is that there's a million collections. Oh my god. So I have a sure. lot of options. I think I'm, I'm trying to decide because the, the, the anniversary collection goes up through eight and also has the power fighters and power battle. So that's a lot. But the legacy collection is better because it controls, the controls aren't the anniversary collection maps like the buttons weird. I think jump is B and shoot is A, and that's just really unnatural for me on a GameCube. Maybe it's better. I think it's on other consoles, so we can just put it on a different console. So yeah, I think I would put the Mega Man anniversary collection on not the GameCube. And then I think I also got to throw in... I'm going to throw in Yoshi's Island before the Game Boy because I don't care what the nostalgia people say, the Game Boy version was a better version. It changed a couple things, but I argue that they are for the better. So those are my two things. The Mega Man Anniversary Collection on PS or Xbox, whichever one that exists on, and Yoshi's Island for the Game Boy. So, uh, like a collection, if that counts, then... If it's one game, if it's a game that has been released, you can't make up your own collection. Well, I mean, like, if it's three games, but they're released, like, in the same box. What do you mean, in the same box? Mass Effect Trilogy. Is it three separate discs? Uh, I I think it's, uh, it might be all one. Uh, Does PC count? I guess. Yeah, does PC count as a console? Because I was thinking about that as well. Yeah. (laughs) If so, then yes, it's all in one. I feel like, here's the thing. The spirit of the game, I don't think you could say, here's my PC with every single NES, SNES, da 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 ROM on it. Yeah, my my game is uh, DOSBox or something. <laughs> I think I think that would be against the spirit. Well, I mean, but aren't we going with, like, legitimately 
legitimate releases though? I mean, I put in the legacy of the anniversary collection, so anything that's like that, I guess. I don't know. I'm not McBall. I didn't make the rules. All right. Well, I'm going to assume that the Mass Effect trilogy is acceptable on PC because it is all in one disc. Okay. And also, also Okami. Mm, Which one? Well, I guess the original PS2 was fine. Are the other ones like better? Like, I I don't know if the other ones have like updated graphics or anything. No, not really. Uh, It looks better on PC just because it's uh, you can play it as a high resolution, but Mm. it's largely unchanged. Because the only other thing is, like, the, the with the drawing, I know, like, on the Wii, like, people kind of liked it because you could, like, you could point instead of using a control stick to draw with the paintbrush. That, that's true. I actually haven't played the Wii version, so I can't really speak from experience there. I'm just going by the ones I've played. And I would assume it would look as graphically good as the PS2. Because I thought yeah. the whole point of the Wii was that it was, it was, like, a generation behind, but it still looked as good as the previous generation. It was a, I think it still looked a little... I mean, I think the Wii looked better than the GameCube. It was just sort of like... I think it was as good as you could get without HD. Pretty much, yeah. So I guess now if we are if we are including PC, then uh could do the PS uh, the PC version. Straight up HD there. Because that game looks gorgeous on higher resolutions. I know, because Diana told us which games that she likes. So I'm going to guess whatever Ace Attorney collection has the most games in it. And had to full boyfriend. So, Anna, you're covered. Yeah, no, also. I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, wait, Diana already put a full boyfriend now. Um, I think between everyone at Game Cola, I think Ace Attorney would be covered. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I guess we're also including people who are not present. If the ex- if the extended staff counts, I could probably get all of Megan <laughs> in there somehow. <laughs> I was also going to say is um Paul's game, Awkward Steve was featured at the Smithsonian. Yeah, so it is going to be preserved forever. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's how that works. I can't wait for Night at the Museum 4 where Paul, where Awkward (laughs) Steve comes to life. (laughs) Yes. Wow. That's going to be the best movie. Sorry, I've been sitting here trying to think of what my second game would be because, I mean, Crystalis, obviously, but then I have Mm -hmm. a second one. And I, I actually had this problem was somebody who asked me, and they were unfamiliar with games is the thing, and they were like, so what's your favorite game for, like, the Super Nintendo? And to tell somebody who doesn't know about games what my favorite game is is different than telling somebody who does know about games, because if they do know about games, then I can skip Chrono Trigger, I can skip, you know, Final Fantasy 3, 6, you know, I I can skip all the things that are obvious, I can say, well, for me... You know, my favorite game is ActRaiser or something. Like the idea is that you're 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 contextualizing favorite as like liking it more than everybody else likes it. Yeah, like something that spoke to me personally. So I yeah. would say something like uh, you know, Wanderers for Me's, where for whatever reason it spoke to me as a child, and I've never been able to shake it. So you know, would I want to put Seventh Saga in the box? Is that what they would think Super Nintendo games are? If I <laughs> if I was the only one on the Game Cola staff to put a game into the box from the Super Nintendo, is that the game that I would want to pick? As a, as opposed to if everyone on the staff got to put in a Super Nintendo game, then I'd be like, yeah, throw in Seven Saga. Then they get some variety. They get to experience think, the bad with the good. I think I think the thesis of this question 
implies that we are going to be selfish because I think the real answers to this, if this was like a real question, would be boring because it would be just like whatever collect, like it would be like, oh, the Sega collection that has like a million Sega Genesis games on it. Yeah, right. The, it's the got Namco Bright collection Star and Alex Kidd and all the Sonics and that like stuff that would have like like the NES classic, right? Like you could just put that yeah. in there. Yeah. And it's a console because we get to pick a console and it just has all those games. So I think we have to pick our like selfish things because otherwise this is a boring question. This would be a boring, that wouldn't be a boring, it would be a boring way to answer this interesting question. Yeah, yeah. So put your, put your arc, your rising arc or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Did everybody get a chance to go? Or is Anna, I I don't think Anna said that you. What are video games? That's a good question. What are, what wow. are video games? Whoa, whoa, whoa. This podcast <laughs> just got deep. Are video games are, are... Can we just have, like, ten discussions so I don't actually have to pick two games? <laughs> Anna, as someone who has listened to you talk about video games, perhaps more than any other person, except maybe Cam, <laughs> I listened to the podcast multiple times, and also I listened, I listened to the archives a lot. So I have some suggestions based on the podcast archives. If what I are your suggestions for my pick for this uh, yes. time capsule? I'm going to tell you what video games to like, because <laughs> that's just the kind of guy I am. Oh, jeez. Deponia, The Rabbit, Night of the Rabbit. I was about to say The Rabbit one. The Rabbit one. <laughs> uh, those are ones that you like. Yep. They're, they are games that I like. No, I'm like actually looking through my Steam library and then like through my Switch and my 3DS. I feel like I really want to say, I want to say Earthbound, but I feel like someone else would pick that and I'd get off the hook with that one. That feels like, okay, that seems like a weird way to put it because whoever puts it in there is taking more for the team. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like that's necessary. Yeah, no, I... I, It's necessary. I'm sure people would say the same Uh, thing about me picking Crystalis. Um, You know, somebody has to do it. Yeah. That's the thing. And then, like, the other one I thought about was Link to the Past, which, again, same feeling, kind of. So, See, uh... Anna, you're not being selfish enough. <laughs> you need to be more selfish as a human being. Yeah. So, uh, my roommate is works with me, and she and my other co-worker said I was lawful good, and... Yeah, a lawful proof. good thief. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Deponia the Complete Journey Edition, which has the original trilogy and not the fourth game because the fourth game just makes me sad. And then I want to say either 2064 or Valhalla. I feel like more Valhalla I'm leaning towards. But um, those are some good choices. Is there a reason? Yeah. Yeah. Is there a reason you would? Is it just a gut feeling that you prioritize one over the other? One over the other? I feel like Valhalla hit. Like they both hit me pretty hard. On a personal level, like, I connected to them in some way, but I feel like Valhalla hit me harder. And more of a personal, like, like, oh, I can connect to this. Like, this really, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I will say that there's a small flaw in your plan, Anna. What is the small flaw uh, in my plan, Joe? And that is that in the future year... Oh no, people, you're right! <laughs> people will open this game, it's, it's like, the what the heck? This is just what I already did this. I already played this video game. It's called My Life. 
I can't believe it's that this is so boring. This just happened to me yesterday. In 2019. <laughs> no, um, it's still a great idea because it's still a wonderful game. Yes. And will um, be in uh, 60 whatever years. Speaking of good video games, everyone, has anyone played some good video games? And not just played them, but played them in recent times. Yes. Define talk about that. good. <laughs> have you been okay, playing Jenny, games Jenny are you about to tell us that the sequel to Shaq Fu, <laughs> to, Shaq Fu to Shaq Fu the sequel to Shaq Fu that sequel is also bad they made it a second sequel and it's also bad I have been playing Earthbound I haven't been playing video games very much recently because I've been like going through a few big life changes so I'm trying to like finally sit down and play games again but starting that off with continuing earthbound which i kind of put off for a while and this, so this is, is this is the same playthrough yeah that you've, yeah this is from like months ago and i've beaten the game before it's just i really like the game and i'm trying to finish it again um important news the day uh, the day that we are recording this podcast valhalla has come out on the switch and I had to physically leave my desk and go grab my Switch from my bedroom so that I could uh, download it while the podcast was happening. So I will be playing that. Uh, I'm going to try to start up Night in the Woods again as well. It's mostly just me replaying a bunch of games that I like. Also, some... Uh... <laughs> if, if, if I may interject, I just listened to one of the old podcasts last night. Where you were talking about how every spring you replay the exact <laughs> games you're talking about yeah, right now. Exactly. It, it's happening again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. It just keeps happening like that. But it's usually earlier in the spring, but too many things were happening this past month. Um, some other games that I've been playing uh, Neko Atsumi. I downloaded it on my phone. Uh, pocket trains and tiny tower which are all things that I do like I have on my phone just to kind of keep myself from going on Facebook <laughs> so instead of a Facebook, noble cause I'm just here these stupid apps <laughs> those technically are train game it's tiny tower but trains I don't that doesn't mean anything well me. it's not is it a tower defense game oh no it is not <laughs> I'd say look it up because it is just making a tower big and putting people in it and then giving them jobs and making your tower bigger and getting it's more people. So it's, it's Sim Tower. Sure. If you... But is it a train instead in this game? And you go horizontal instead of vertical? The train is train one is different because you're just building your train empire. <laughs> I'm making this sound a little more interesting than it actually is. It's not interesting at all. It's just kind of a waste your time app mm. that you check like once in a while and then neko atsumi is just cats and that's like the best thing i've been playing uh curse of monkey island too i've been playing unavowed which is by the same guy who made the uh blackwell legacy games and it's good i just keep not playing it because i get distracted that's been my life recently has anybody else played a video game i've been uh into uh anyone heard of the legend of heroes trails of cold steel series Mm-mm. no <laughs> sorry okie dokie well it's sort of a don't think it's a long-running series the legend of heroes but they've got 
like three different like sub series or a few different sub series. There's Trails in the Sky, and uh, I already played those. And then I'm working through Cold Steel right now. Unfortunately, only two of them have been localized, so I gotta wait until three and four come to the states. But Cold Steel, at any rate, I would recommend for anyone who's a fan of the Persona games. They've got uh, a similar vibe, at least especially the first one, because it's in a school setting and there's an emphasis on uh, maintaining relationships with all your party members, going on like uh, small missions with them and stuff like that. It's pretty cool like that. It's still also a very much a JRPG and charming in a weird, looks like a PS2 game type of way. Like even the most recent ones still do. They even have like the animations are like straight out of PS2 era, but it's charming. They're fun to play, and it sort of scratches that itch that I only I can only ever scratch by playing like Persona or Bioware games. So is it kind of like the social JRP genre where like there's like the the actual like really the straightforward JRPG like battle system, turn-based battle mechanics that then that is then broken up by like cool down quote unquote sections where like. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Yeah, where like it's, you you get stat boosts and like character interactions and go to the shop and it's like on a daily schedule sort of thing. Yeah, at least the first one. The second one's a little more free, fast and free with all that. But uh, it, overall, it's not as involved as the Persona series. But it makes sure to prioritize uh, taking those breaks uh, every once in a while in between to talk to everybody and get to know uh, your party members. Because I think like the main rule of the whole this whole series is talk to everybody and that's all i got hey joe do you play video games yes i do cool sometimes i haven't played anything new i actually i download monster hunter world if you've been on the discord you've seen me talk about it a little bit i downloaded it to see if my computer can run it it cannot um it just like i've sometimes get the capcom logo to show up and that's about as far as i can get um, my laptop is over five years old, so it's not super surprising. But I'm planning, and I kind of always say this, but this summer I really mean it. Um, but I'm planning on getting like a more powerful desktop, at least a desktop that isn't five years old. And so I, I kept it, even though I still kept the game because I, I want to play it on that. Hopefully, in time for the uh, awards, the summer year-end awards. That are coming up. Oh yeah, because it is a 2018 game. I checked, so that's that's on my list. Um, I've also been looking along with playing Tetris 99 in my off hours, just because it's a, a thing to do. Um, I messed around with uh some of the new Nintendo Switch Online games that came out. Uh, Punch Out just went up on there, and that's a lot of fun. I played it once at Magfest the one time I went like a few years back on a Play Choice 10, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I could not get past Soda Pukpinski yet. It's very hard. <laughs> hey guys, old video games are hard. <laughs> hey, you're I'll the Mega Man guy. That's your, that's your own fault at this point. No, Mega. Look, don't even get me started. Mega Man is Mega Man is only hard because either a people only play Mega Man two, which the castle stages are designed poorly and have bad difficulty in them, and so they they think that or. They don't play with the special weapons, which is the point of the game. And I don't want to prescribe how you play your video game. It's up to you. Options are good. But 
special weapons are in the game and i feel like people should use them because yes the game is hard if you don't use special weapons but i think it's a lot more accessible if you do use special weapons anyway that's my little mega man rant what was i saying i was talking about tetris 99 and punch out punch out is hard kid icarus is hard oh the new mar the mario lost levels was also put up which i had never played before Um, and I remember the story, you know, of Mario 2 in America where they said Lost what is Lost Levels is Mario 2 in Japan, and then Japan said, no, 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 no. They're not going to like this game. It's too difficult. I will say, it is more difficult than Mario 1. It has the thing where you you try to do the same shortcuts that you did in Mario 1, and it's like, ha, actually, bad. This is a bad secret. You thought it was a good secret? It's a bad secret. It's the worst secret. And then I've also... I wanted to talk about this a little bit, but we didn't... There wasn't really a whole lot to talk about. Um, With Nintendo just released a patch for the console and then also the um, individual games where they put some VR stuff in it. And I don't have VR, so I can't actually, like, see how that works or anything. But... Uh, part of that was that it included, for at least Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild, it included um, some performance enhance. It basically lets the Switch overclock in certain sections, um, which I think is for the VR implementation, but also they are able to turn it on during loading screens, and so load times on those two games have been drastically reduced, um, which has had implications for speedrunning, especially Breath of the Wild. Because one of the issues with the Breath of the Wild speedrun is that there are ways to like travel across the giant map really fast. But if you travel too fast, the game doesn't have enough time to load. And so it like freezes everything as it loads the next area. And now those wait times. And then also going into shrines and stuff has been reduced. And Mario Odyssey has also had some of its load times reduced between levels. And so it's like made... It's kind of been a bump to speedrunning now because like now you can play the game faster. But like part of it with Mario odyssey is that mario odyssey speedruns um have run always run on the earliest version of the game because there's some clipping things that you can do and some skips like you can skip the first moon for example but only in the first version of the game but now that there's these uh loading times have been reduced uh for breath of the wild it's definitely like this is the category to play now um mario odyssey i still haven't seen i've been trying to find anyone saying anything about it but as far as I can tell, it's mostly people saying, like, this will have implications for Mario's Odyssey speedrunning, too. But they don't really know as much because um, it's having a bigger effect, a more noticeable effect on Breath of the Wild. But I've been thinking about, because I went on the speedruns.com for Mario Odyssey, and I've definitely beaten some of those times just, like, casually speedrunning the game, like, in the car. Hmm. Like, when Mario Odyssey came out, I watched uh, the speedruns, because it's about an hour, so, like, it's something that, like, you can kind of just do, have on in the background, um, and it's interesting. And so, like, I knew the routes well enough that I think I could be, I definitely did it in under three hours, which would put me on the leaderboard, which is kind of crazy to me. I think the leaderboard for this game is a little forgiving, too, though, which might be part of it, because there's, like, over a thousand people on the leaderboard which isn't the case for all of the speedrun games. But I've been thinking about doing it just because like I could def- I think I could definitely get on the leaderboard, not on a super great place. Um but um but be maybe, there. Maybe on the Game Cola Twitch I will 
do some Mario speedrunning because that's people like watching that it seems so we'll see I've been messing so I've been messing around like I haven't done like a I haven't done a run in a while and I still haven't but I've been messing around um in the game like with the routes just getting used to the movement again because it's been a while since I played um but yeah that's where I've been so yes I have been playing Blaster Master Zero and Blaster Master Zero 2 because if you recall the uh, the NES classic Blaster Master, because I'm sure everyone's familiar with the, the opening. I mean, most of us experience this at some time in our lives, where we're staring at a frog in a jar, and then suddenly jumps out of the jar, and then eats out of the uh, container of radioactive fluid that's in our backyard, and then jumps down a giant hole that just happens to have a tank in it that then leads to an underground planet of some sort. Yeah, it's just a rite of passage. Wait, is the person in the Blaster Master tank a frog? No, 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 no. You chase the frog down there. Okay. You chase, yeah, you you chase the frog down, and then you find the tank, and then you just suit up. You know, you uh, an average, uh, you know, teenage white male, um, <laughs> just happen to fit into the suit that you know for the tank pilot. But yes, they they merged this story, uh, the original American tale, uh, with the original. Japanese story, which was a more generic uh, space adventure plot of some sort. Um, so now, I feel like they kind of, and and this is a silly thing, is there was no story, there was no plot within the game itself. It was one of those, you read it out of the manual and that's the story. But they have all the story in the game now, and I feel like they kiddied it up. You're studying this creature that like crashed on Earth or something... And then it leads you into this underground world where they have an explanation for it now is that, uh, in, what was it? In the past, there was like a disaster or something that forced humans to live underground, but then they were, they came back to the surface now. But the frog takes you down into the ruins, and that's what the underground world is. Uh, but there, you find. So they're just trying to make it Undertale. Oh, there's uh, are there mon- yeah, there's <laughs> monsters down there. Um, mm-hmm. I appreciated that they kept a lot of the game design from the original game and uh the mechanics and stuff. Uh, like switching between like a side-scrolling 2D and like a top-down uh 2D. But yeah, you you go down into the underground thing, and there's the tank there, which now has your like robot girlfriend in it wait was there was there an old robot girlfriend no like you said like has your robot girlfriend in yeah, it well, like i was supposed to know what you were talking no, previously about. like in the previous game you just go down and you pl- pilot the tank around but in this one the tank comes with like a robot girlfriend who you have these awkward eve jason yes eve or uh, oh, like no. jason yes eve well oh, no. What is it, Eve? Like, the the text is so generic and stilted, and just, like, the writing is so, like... Bad. It is. It's not <laughs> just bad. It's a special type of bad that's unique to, like, not young adult media, younger than young adult media, like, tween media. No. Disgusting. What I'm thinking of is, like... The stuff that's made for, like, elementary school age kids. Yeah. But, like, is about 
teenager. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that weird... It's about a elementary school child's conception of what it's like to be a teenager. Yeah, no, exactly. And, yeah, you basically hold hands with your robot girlfriend. Now, what gets me is the ending, like, the very ending, like, after you beat the game ending, suddenly everything kicks in and they just leave it there. Like, stuff happens that's like, whoa, where did that come from? I'm no longer holding hands with my robot girlfriend. What is going on? Now, I'm gonna show you guys something because, um, Blaster Master Zero 2 came out, uh, which was what led me on to realize that there was a Blaster Master Zero, uh, and I'm a little concerned at the direction that Blaster Master Zero 2 is going. I haven't played it yet. Let me, um, give me one second to give you the link. She has her own Know Your Meme page. Good. Oh, no. There's a character in this game who has large melons. <laughs> oh, my God. They are green. Oh, <laughs> well, like she is a plant girl. The bottom left. I like this picture in the bottom left. That's just Little... like a normal character. The Game Boy looking one? Yeah. <laughs> like, and see, the thing is, is that I'm curious because I can't tell if she's a good guy or a bad guy or who she's supposed to be and how this is going to factor into your relationship with your robot girlfriend who you hold hands with. So oh I guess I'll God. let you know next month what happens in Blaster Master Zero 2. Hmm. So this is a new game. Yes. Basically, I, I was... Looking at new games in the uh, Nintendo shop, like I was just scrolling through, and I was like, oh, Blaster Master Zero 2. And I was like, wait a second, then that means there's a Blaster Master Zero. Uh, and Blaster Master has always been like one of my favorite games, so I just went back and I bought both of them. And then uh, the only news that I've seen about Blaster Master Zero 2 uh, since its release is there's a new character, the one that I just showed you. That I sent you the link it looks to. like th that she might be a boss because it seems like she's in a compilation of different bosses that they're fighting. Oh really? No, like I, I've been. I don't. Trailer. I don't want any any spoilers. Oh, sorry. I, I mean that's know, fine, Jenny. but like it's a complete mystery to me what this character is and what this game is even. I guess. About. I guess the thing is, is that will there even be a blaster or a master in it? Who's to say? Yes, I imagine there will be blasters and masters of those blasters and perhaps two of them or zero of them i am also curious to see how they tie in because again i haven't actually played the second one at all um so i'm curious to see how they tie in the like the very end of the game after the end they have like a scene of like what happens you know no spoilers to anybody listening to the podcast but uh yeah things get serious and then they just leave it there so I'm I'm wondering how they bring it all back together. Maybe it's a separate canon. I guess we'll see, actually. Um, <laughs> like, I guess I'm assuming that being the second game, it's going to have all the old characters. I, I will tell you all next month. <laughs> well, speaking of next month, I think it's time to end this month's edition of the Game Cola podcast. So thank you for listening to this month's edition of the Game Cola podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to check us out on our actual internet website, GameCola.net. 
um, and our YouTube channel, gc.net, the letter G, the letter C, the word dot, and the word net to see playthroughs. Right now, I've got Danganronpa, along with um, uh, this podcast is uploaded there. And if you want to see any time codes to skip the parts of the podcast you don't like, someone will probably post it in the comments, apparently. Actually, that's only ever happened one time. Please don't make but, it a thing, though. That I'll person... just comment that says skip to... One hour and 51 minutes. Well, you know, actually, in the original, the oldest podcasts, we usually broke it out and actually, yeah. like, gave the times ourselves as to what the topics were and when they were. That was also, though, back when we had a much more rigid structure where, like, we had specific topics that we were uh, going yeah. to talk about. And then no one would show up to the podcast yeah. because no one would know anything about the top, the prescribed topics. I run things a little more freeform, Jetty. But you could still I'm retroactively. A loose <laughs> I'm a loose. No, that the, these topics blend. Who's to say when one discussion begins and another ends? Remember that Daddy? time I said, "Can we we're talk making... about birds now?" We're making <laughs> art. It's it's a it's an indistinguishable transition <laughs> from topic to topic. Anyway, you can find cool videos there. Mario two playthrough. Mega Pony. People like those videos. That one Phoenix Wright, that one um, Miles Edgeworth video with the Phoenix Wright cameo. People really like that one for some reason. There's Paul playing the clicky game. Or in the cube, um, sorry. Oh man, never forget. Oh yes. Curiosity was inside of the cube where Paul taps his phone for a long time. Then there's uh, there's also, if you like podcasts from us, you can check us out on iTunes, our RSS feed which has other podcasts like the RPG cast where James, Pelster, Anna, and I play as the Secret of Mana characters in a campaign that Jetty has designed. Um, there's also Hacks and Slash, which I don't want to make any promises yet, but you should keep your eyes out. And your ears. For, and your ears, particularly your ears, because it is a podcast for the next set of hacks and slash the beginning of the next set of hacks and slashes i should say um on the horizon it's we'll something <laughs> it has been recorded um it has not been finished editing because it is a monster it is right now what else can people look for anna hey uh you could also look for us on facebook and twitter we are your game cola on facebook and at game cola on twitter uh, you can also find us on Discord. I believe we have a link to our Discord server in our Twitter description. And it's a great place to come talk to us, to check on articles, um, and to make friends. Yeah, you can literally talk to the staff. The actual yeah, staff are actually in there. We talk We're to pretty talk active to you. on there. Games. It's a good time. You can also meet uh, other Game Cola super fans. Uh, like uh, as we mentioned earlier, we got um, a discussion topic from McBall uh, that was posted mere minutes before we recorded. So yeah. if you want to get that uh, that last minute question in, you gotta Do be on it. our. And if you want to share the podcast with your friends, you could first of all rate and review on iTunes. That really helps us out. Um, and also. Uh, you can tweet about the podcast using hashtag the GCPC. <laughs> Guys, you can't laugh every single time I say the GCPC. It's a real hashtag. 
It's a good one. It I is a good a one. Time on that hashtag. I had to do research, realize that just regular hashtag GCPC was already taken. Oh yeah, Sorry, I forgot about laughing. that. You guys always mock my hard work. <laughs> I do so much for this podcast, yes. and no one appreciates it. <laughs> Appreciate Joe 2019. Thank you for listening. Hashtag appreciate Joe 2019. Hashtag this edition of the Game Cold Podcast. See you next month. (laughs) Whatever time you're listening to this, we appreciate you. I appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks. Bye. This is going to be a good podcast. I don't know what I'm going to title it because there's so many good things. This is going to be a good podcast. I have a cool story. Jetty has a cool story. Anna wants to talk about birds. Talk about birds. It's bird time. Um, Are you ready to talk about birds and only birds? This is not true. This depends on what kind of birds. birds. It's all birds all the time. Uh, it is the kind of birds that people want to date, which is why I'm <laughs> forbidding it as a podcast topic. Oh, excuse See, me. Only bird excuse I can think me. of to talk about is Big Bird from Sesame Street, and I don't think there's any crossover there. I okay, hope not. He's five. Birds, birds, birds. He's five? He's been five for 70 years. Yeah, but he's still five, so he doesn't belong <laughs> in a dating sim. Time what to about? talk about bird boyfriends.